the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now, seven minutes past 10 o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on a Monday, the 11th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord 2021, which makes this today and every uh, year on this day, Christopher Columbus Day. It is a day to celebrate, not a day to try to regret or to revise history over. It is Columbus Day, and that's a holiday for a very good reason. If you missed the explanation of that and the audio that I played uh, from a historian, explaining the true nature of the heroic voyage of Christopher Columbus and why we should all be very thankful for him and celebrate this, I would suggest you listen to it on the podcast page. Go to whkradio.com, go to the uh, local podcast or local show page, and click on our number one of this program, and you will hear it. First, first 15, 20 minutes of the broadcast. You can't miss it, and you're not going to want to miss it. It's, it is really important. Thanks again to Congressman Jim Jordan who joined us last half hour. We will talk to Senate candidate Mike Gibbons coming up next half hour at 1035. Very much looking forward to that. That race is heating up. Starting to be a little bit, a bit of animosity on display among some of the uh, contenders in this Republican primary for Rob Portman's seat. And so we'll talk to uh, Mike Gibbons, find out where he stands with all of that and the issues facing this country today. I will likely ask him if he agrees with Rand Paul, something else that I spoke of last half hour, and I talked to Jim Jordan about, and I want to talk to you about right now. Do you agree with Rand Paul? Senator Paul was on Fox News with Ben Dominich. I believe this was actually on Friday. And they were discussing the Attorney General, something I talked about very frequently and, and in some depth last week. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, denying American citizens their First, first Amendment rights. And quite literally denying them their First Amendment rights. That's not an, extra, uh, um, uh, an exaggeration. That is a, a direct statement that is very factual. The First Amendment guarantees us the right to practice our religion as we see fit. 
The First Amendment guarantees us the right to free speech, freedom of the press, freedom to assemble peaceably, and the freedom to petition the government for redress of our grievances. That means go to the government and say, this is wrong, make this right. That's what redress means. We want you to fix something that is broken. We want you to write something something that is wrong. And we should be able to do that without what? Without fear of punishment. Without fear of reprisal. That's what the First Amendment guarantees us. And what the Attorney General did last week by saying parents who are too loud and vocal in their opposition to critical race theory or uh, gender sex education or, uh, you know, indoctrination, parents who complain and object too loudly to that are going to be reported to the FBI for investigation. That's a direct denial of the First Amendment right to A, speech, and B, the right to petition the government for a redress of our grievances. The school board is the government. And so Ben Dominich asked Rand Paul, how do you, how do you think that makes people feel? That if they say the wrong thing to a board member, that the board member decides, and apparently it's up to them and them alone, that they can decide, made them feel, the board member feel uh, intimidated, then the name of that parent goes on a list that is being kept by the board. They decide. I was intimidated by your angry remarks. I was intimidated by the scowl on your face. I was intimidated by the fact that you refused to put a mask on. I was intimidated by the fact that you got loud. I was intimidated by the fact that you cried. And you know, you asked us the same question two times. One time is legitimate. A second time, that's harassment. So I was harassed. The Attorney General's memo to the FBI said, we're going to investigate parents who are intimidating and harassing school board officials, school board members, and certainly threats of violence, which can include things like, hey, we're coming for you. Oh, my gosh. They just made a threat on my life. They're coming for me? No, that means we're coming for you. We're going to remove you from the board. We're going to vote you off of the school board. Well, but I felt threatened by that. That was a threat of violence. On the list you go. Listen to what Ben Dominich said. Listen to what Rand Paul responded. Sorry, hold on a second. We got a little bit of a connection glitch there. Let's do this again. Here's uh, Ben Dominich hosting for Fox News. Government, and that's a, a sad thing from someone in the government to say. But the thing is... is And apologies. Once again, it just didn't seem to click. Let's try it one more time. There's another uh, part of this that I'm concerned about, which is that big tech seems very willing to cooperate with the government in every respect in this regard, without, you know, sort of going through any of the processes that are normally put in place that require you to go to court, that require you to go through the various processes in order to violate people's privacy and and chase them down as if they are actual threats i'm very very concerned and i'm sure that there are people across the country who are concerned that if they go to their local school 
school board and say the wrong thing, that they're going to end up on some list that Merrick Garland goes after. What would you say to those people today? I would say be afraid. Be afraid of your government. And that's a, a sad thing from someone in the government to say. But the thing is, is those lists already exist. For example, people in Northern Virginia that have gone to have been then sought out by the school council, by the members of the school board, and retaliated in a sort of legalistic way to try to put them on some sort of list and, and chill their speech by letting them know there'll be a penalty for showing up and protesting. Look, there are all kinds of laws about decorum, and there ought to be. You know, the, the idiot woman that goes in the bathroom filming Cinder Cinema in a bathroom, that is illegal according to every local ordinance, and you should punish it. Punish that person. If you go to a school board meeting and you're disruptive and you don't obey the rules of the school board meeting, then there will be local punishment. But it has nothing to do with the federal law, it has nothing to do with the Department of Justice. What Merrick Garland did is he's attempting to stifle dissent and he's attempting to say, beware or Big Brother's coming after you if you speak out against my policies or against the Biden policies. And there it is. The words that, that ring the loudest, well, actually a few, but, but the two that rang the loudest toward the end there were stifle dissent. That's the goal of this government edict by Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. Stifle dissent. Shut people up if they disagree with us. Because when they disagree with us, other people listen to their arguments, and then they may disagree with us. And pretty soon, you know what we might have? A 38% approval rating. You realize that's where Joe Biden is right now. 38% approval rating. So they have to stifle dissent. Stifle the disagree- the points up- upon which uh, they have disagreement with others. And then, of course, the most important lines there, the most important words that ring the loudest, as I said, were a senator, a sitting United States senator, literally saying that, yes, we should be very afraid of our government. As he said, I hate saying that. I hate, I hate saying that out loud since I am a representative of this government, but we should be afraid of our government in large part, as he said, because those lists already exist. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Simple question for you: Are you afraid of your government? Rand Paul laid it out. Are you afraid of your government? I don't want to influence you anyway, one way or the other. Just ponder it and dial, and let me let me know what you think. Jeff is in Cleveland. You're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Jeff. Go ahead. Yes, I am afraid of my government, and I feel there's one thing that we must, as conservatives, do to actually deal with this issue, and that is we need our version, whatever you want to call it, of the ACLU. We need conservative lawyers just uh, to, to fight and be there for people who have taken a stand and know, and people will know that they have somebody to turn to who will give them legal counsel, legal advice, without having to go bankrupt. Because the tactic the government's using is picking us up one at a time. For us to stand up unorganized and unsupported is impossible. The government can can raid your business, they can audit your, your accounts, they can make your life miserable, and there's nothing you can do about it as an individual. But if there is a strong organ, and I understand that Stephen uh, Miller, uh, the Stephen Miller has something, but I'm not hearing enough about these kind of organizations. They may exist, but they're not well-known. I follow the news a lot, and I never see anything about it. But I know for myself, if I knew that I will have somebody to give me legal support, and they're not going to bankrupt me, and they're going to defend me, 
I would have more guts because let's face it, who of us can afford? You have a platform, you're a prominent person. For you, it might be easier. But for guys like ordinary people, um, they could they could harm you. And it goes. I mean, look what they've done to the president of the United States himself. You know, the we last president, that. and that's the answer. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that, and 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 you make great. Thank you for the call, my friend. You make great points. It kind of ties into something somebody posted on my Facebook page um, last week, and it's one that I didn't answer because I don't really have an answer for. But it talked about what are we, the people, supposed to do when our um, rights are stripped away from us, and when we try to fight back and defend ourselves, you know, in defense of our rights, we are hammered down into submission. We are silenced. We are, you know, all of our, all of our powers that are guaranteed us in the First Amendment are taken, or not powers, but rights, are taken away from us. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do when they rob the elections? What are, they, what are we supposed to do uh, when, they, when they stifle dissent? It's a legitimate question. Can we get on the radio and complain about it? Sure. We need to gather on a local level, though, and we need to do more than just complain on a radio call or on a Facebook page, which is probably going to be uh, silenced anyway or suppressed. We need to get together at the truest grassroots level that you can imagine, and we need to have an impact on our local leadership. That, of course, expands and grows into the larger governmental leadership. But we really, really do. Um, It's a helpless feeling sometimes. And Rand Paul said we should be very much afraid of our government. And that's a pretty pretty heady thing to hear. Uh, let's see. Charlie in Westlake next. Hey, Charlie, go ahead. Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I don't trust my government. Uh, and Rand Paul's correct. We, I think not about trust. Are... Hey, hey, Charlie, let me jump in. It's not trust. What Rand Paul said was be afraid of your government. That's different than do I trust my government. Be afraid. In other words, are you afraid that your government is going to do something to harm you or to harm us? That's what I'm hearing from Rand Paul. Go ahead. Well, I listen to Prager. Prager says that everybody was always afraid of corporations. Corporations don't have jails. Government has jails. That's what I'm afraid of. I am not afraid of dying for my country. In fact, at this point, I'm ready to be a martyr if this is what it takes for my country. This has to be stopped. This socialist walk, they don't understand. If America becomes socialist, the world becomes communist. It's over for us. It's tyranny, and there's no out because they got gunships and helicopters, no out. It will be tyranny till the end of time. We have to stop it. America is the city on the hill. We have to stop this. And I'm willing to die. If this is, I'm 65. I'm not losing that much. But a lot of people, they say, oh, white supremacy is on the right. No, they're forcing this on us they're forcing people to go underground by doing this and you're right radio is the only outlet facebook's going to be gone we have to organize through the party it has to be through parties party works that's the only thing that works so well until until you know you say and thank you uh, charlie for the call and i appreciate it and hopefully you will never ever have to truly martyr yourself uh for this cause um but yeah radio is there until radio isn't there either and if you don't think that they haven't had conversations about the fairness doctrine inside the Oval Office and inside Democratic caucus meetings, if you don't think that they're talking about the fairness doctrine and what they can do to silence the effectiveness of conservative talk radio, uh, 
which is the only place conservatives can get facts and information anymore because you can't get it from the network news uh, agencies. You cannot get it from newspapers. You cannot even get it from most online sources because they censor conservative thought. Truly, conservative talk radio is about the only other place you can go other than get gathering together in person to share information. And that, that's a big thing, by the way. The old-fashioned way of communicating. And that is literally by getting together. And whether it's in back rooms or whether it's in public squares, it doesn't matter. It's about getting together. That's one of the things we teach at CFFS, Citizens for Free Speech, is citizen meetups in our communities. Sharing with one another like-minded people who care about the community, who care about the rights that we are being, you know, that are being stripped away from us in our communities, or even the rights that are being stripped away from us at the federal level, but we can't deal with it at the federal level. We have to deal with it at the local level. We have to be heard in legislative offices. We have to be heard in council sessions, in board sessions. And that's what the, that's what the true meaning of grassroots activism is all about. And if you don't get active now in defense of our rights at the local level, um, then you may say, well, I'll do it later. There will be no later. There will be nothing you know, for which you to defend or that you can defend uh, after that. Become a member of Citizens for Free Speech at citizensforfreespeech.org. Cannot urge you strongly enough. Citizensforfreespeech.org. It's totally free. It's something that I'm proud to be a part of. You should join me because it's good. We're going to need that local activism. We'll be right back. free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 1027. Continuing on AM 1420, the answer. It's uh, really an astounding thing to think that we have to take the steps that we do to uh, protect ourselves from our own government. I never thought I'd see the day. I never thought I would see the day when a sitting United States senator would say, be afraid of your government. And Rand Paul is exactly right, at least as far as I'm concerned. You can answer that question for yourself again at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Are you afraid of your government? I'm afraid of a government in which I have to listen to a little leprechaun named uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I'm sorry, that's no slam on leprechauns. I like leprechauns. They're actually very cute, and I love the Irish. But he looks like one. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is telling us whether or not we can dress up like leprechauns and go on trick-or-treating trips. Did you hear that? If you're vaccinated, you can. Last year, if you recall, Dr. Fauci told children in October, don't plan on going trick-or-treating. We don't want your treat to be the virus, the dreaded virus. No, uh, don't go on trick-or-treating. And it was canceled pretty much everywhere. This year, it's going to go on. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, as if somebody seems to be asking his permission, and I don't know anybody's actually asking permission from this guy, decided whether or not he would give that permission. He said during a program on CNN on State of the Union, when it comes to trick-or-treating, he said, um, quote, uh, don't prematurely declare victory. And he's talking, he was, that was in response to uh, the number of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths on, on the decline. Don't pr- uh, prematurely declare victory. The numbers can always rise again. But as it pertains to the trick-or-treating, quote, this is a time that children love. It's very important, a very important part of the year for children. 
And since trick-or-treating is primarily outdoors, which makes it safe, and particularly if you're vaccinated, you can go ahead and do that. For the unvaccinated, Fauci said, the upcoming holiday is a good time to reflect on why it's important to get vaccinated. Apparently nobody bothered to tell this this pseudoscientific nimrod that children can't get vaccinated that Pfizer is pushing the FDA to uh, allow an emergency authorization of the vaccine their vaccine for children ages 5 to 12 but it has not yet been given and by the way as an aside nor should it be but he's asking or they are asking rather for kids to be able to get vaccinated so he is saying if you're vaccinated kids go do your thing if you're not vaccinated you should get vaccinated but no one wants to remind this moron, nobody on CNN would do it, that, you know, sir, kids can't get vaccinated. They're not allowed between 5 and 12. And guess who trick-or-treats? Kids between the ages of 5 and 12. I mean, think about the idiocy and the ignorance of this. And this is who we're supposed to listen to? A man who told us that communism should be the way of the world or the way of the United States? He didn't use those words. But he did use words that describe communism when he said that it's time for us to give up our own individual liberties, our own individual freedoms, for the greater good of society, for the common good of the state. And this is the man telling us how we can celebrate our holidays. God forbid somebody actually ask him what he thinks of Columbus Day. 10.30, we'll get news now. We'll come back on the other side and get back into the Senate race. It's getting heated, no question about it, as we get closer and closer to the primary in the spring. Senate candidate Mike Gibbons will join me on AM 1420, The Answer. America, a wake-up call, courtesy of the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. 1036, we continue on this Columbus Day edition of the Bob France Authority. Hope you're having a great day. And once again, please share the information I gave with you in the first half hour of the program with anybody that you know that questions whether or not we should have Columbus Day. Uh, it's simply, uh, you know, revisionist history in the same way they try to do with the 1619 Project and more. Revisionist history is not history at all. We need to remind them of what the reality is of Christopher Columbus. And there's a reason why his name is on the capital city of this great state. All right, let's dive back into the Senate race now. It's starting to get a little heated up. There's starting to be a little bit of chirping between the candidates. Mostly, they've been battling to see who is the most like Trump or who likes Trump the most. Mostly, they've been talking about their own agendas now it's starting to get a little personal as we get closer and closer now in october we're just a few short months away from a from an election a primary election to replace rob portman and joining us now is one of that crowded pool of candidates uh senate candidate mike gibbons back with us now on am 1420 the answer mike good morning how are you good morning uh, happy columbus day bob Happy Columbus Day, indeed. Did you know, by the way, I'm sure you did, but I don't know if a lot of people do, that in the city, capital city of this state, which was named after Christopher Columbus, that there are no longer statues of Christopher Columbus, that they took those down two years ago? Did you know that? From what's going on, I fully expected that, I guess. It's, it's, a, it's a sad day, but that's exactly what's going on. When are they going to move for the name change? When are they going to move for the name change? This is what the woke crowd... I'm sure it's already been proposed. I'm sure it's already been proposed, Bob. There are people out there that think that way, and they can't keep their mouths shut. 
Are they going to call uh, it so uh, Indigenous sure. Peoples Ohio? Is that going to be the new name of this? Uh, the very possibly, city? yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's it's possible. pretty insane. Congress, or excuse me, uh, um, Mike Gibbons uh, running for the United States Senate seat again in a very crowded race uh, with a lot of others. You have been very visible on TV of late. Uh, I see a lot of your commercials talking about grit, where you got your grit, which was from uh, from football. Uh, and uh, I want to talk a little bit more about what made you what you are, and then I want to talk about your your television. Um, campaign mike gibbons because i understand you're in a little bit of hot water according to a local university about that campaign but first tell me a little <laughs> bit more yeah well we'll get there we'll get there I, re- I read your comment on it on your on your facebook page we'll get there in a second but first yeah. tell me more when you talk about where you get your grit and where you get your guidance well you know if you if you ever heard me speak i uh i i, I had great parents and uh as you uh, probably knew my dad was a coach Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he was never, uh, uh, you know, he, 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 he always encouraged me, but I watched my father, um, you know, achieve his American dream, Bob. He, he, he never made, you know, he ne- that was never about money with my dad. Um, <clears throat> uh, but he coached for in, until almost till the day he died. Um, and he, and he loved teaching kids how to how to wrestle and uh you know 88 of his former uh team or team members became head coaches and and every one of them you know to every one of them he was a mentor uh i recognize that if we were ever going to get out of uh financial hot water as a family that i had to change things and i tried to do that and I've, i've been very blessed but um but my dad was an incredibly hardworking guy so was my mom um, and, uh, in, in, he had a passion for what he did and he pursued that passion with the kind of determination, uh, that you'd like any son or daughter to have. Uh, and, and I've tried to pass my, that same kind of determination onto mine. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and if I, if I had a failure, I got, uh, I got knocked down. He'd just say, Hey, get up. Uh, nobody's going to do it but you. And I lived that way my whole life, and uh, and, it, and it paid off. And with football, uh, you know, I ended up in a kind of a transition from skill position to the more violent positions, uh, which actually served me well because I enjoyed playing those. But it was, it was, uh, you, you know, I, I I wanted to be a quarterback. I don't remember a guy named Brian Dowling. I do, uh, but he was a fam- famous athlete. He was my hero when I was in in in, in uh, grade school, and mm-hmm. I think he was a hero of a lot of local grade school kids, and particularly if you went to a Catholic school. And uh, that's what I wanted to be. I started as a quarterback and ended up playing D tackle in college, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was it was a great uh, a great period. But uh, but you know, there's one thing having grit as a quarterback. There's nothing wrong with it, but. Uh, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, when you play those positions, you better have some grit and uh, you put mm-hmm. the positions I ended up in. And, uh, and I think, 
you know, my coaches recognize that. That's why I ended up playing and doing pretty well. well but, it's, done, uh, yeah, it's done you well but, in your life. A lot of people don't realize how important, you know, football and wrestling yes. in particular, not to dismiss any other sports, of course, but uh, yes. the role that they can play in shaping, you know, a person for their future life and their careers, I think, obviously, it did yours. By the way, I have to get it in because, well, it is the Holy War and all. Has the Holy War suddenly become Ohio State versus Michigan? Are you guys ever going to beat those boys in Lakewood again? <laughs> I don't know. We we didn't do too well this year. It's it was pretty close. Uh, I think uh, I I think it could have gone either way, but uh, they they did win. It's been a little while uh, though. I think uh, I think the numbers are pretty lopsided lately. Uh, so well, I, I think we we beat them two years ago. I think I actually called the game. Uh, you know, yeah, the color guy on the game. Yeah, we beat them two years ago and then lost to them in the playoffs. Well, it's a it's a great it's a great rivalry for obviously you know for for it everybody is. in North I think East it makes, loves you. Yeah, I think you know they're both great schools, uh, and uh, and I think you know each of us make the other school better. You know, and it's uh, it's good to have competitions like that because we respect each other. And uh, you know, I, I know a lot of friends of mine that have sent their kids to St. Ed's. I, I, I couldn't quite deal with that, but but. Uh, and and vice versa. So it's right. uh you know I think I think we we look at each other it, it, at each of those schools is uh, is is really being good for one another. Yeah, no question. It's good and it's great. Great competition and great sportsmanship is really a big Absolutely. part of for young people. Mike Gibbons is our guest. Mike, um, I want to talk about this ad. It also has to do with football. I don't want to beat a dead horse here and talk about football for the entire <laughs> interview, but this one has to do with uh, football because, according to the Columbus Dispatch, GOP candidate Mike Gibbons released an ad last month that paints Democrats, corporations, and media as anti-faith and claims they want to. To replace God with government. The video also takes aim at former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who started a movement after he refused to stand during the national anthem to protest racial injustice. I believe in an America where we kneel in devotion, not disrespect, Gibbons says. The ad also shows an anti-critical race theory sign. Apparently, this has upset some people at Ohio Wesleyan University, as uh, that alma, uh, excuse me, that university was used to film uh, some of this campaign ad, and they are essentially saying this is a racist ad, and they want it pulled. How do you respond to that, Mike Gibbons? Well, I don't know where racism comes in at all. Um, I think uh, I think showing disrespect to our nation, or for that matter, to our flag, to our Star Spangled Banner. Has no reflection whatsoever on on, on racist uh, uh, activities. It's not, it, it has nothing to do with it. It's I I love America. I you know I I one of the reasons I'm running is because I realized that I could not have ever accomplished what I've accomplished in life if I lived in another country. I've been all over the world, Bob. There's no greater country, and it it upsets me when people don't say good things about our country. It's it's the greatest experiment in human history. It's uh, the greatest governing document in our Constitution, and that's what I believe, and that's what I'm going to put in my commercials. And if somebody doesn't like it, tough. <laughs> that's how I look at it. Uh, I feel the same way. Yeah, and, and I was reading your comments, Mike, real quick. I was reading your comment on Facebook about this, and you say the left's can- leftist cancel culture has ma- made you their latest target. Uh, they kicked President Trump off social media, and now they want to kick you off TV. So, do you think it is your your you know America your belief in American causes, American exceptionalism, and so on that has made you that target for for the cancel culture? You know, I think so, and 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 I and I think the the, the people among the left. If you walk up to the average Democrat, the average Democrat that we both know, 
and you, you know, point out to them that this whole Black Lives Matter, um, you know, systemic racism claim is is rooted in Marxism. They don't like it. They they've never. Most people are not particularly well read or, or study what's actually going on. I think it's a very small minority of the left that uh, that's that's a true believer in this uh, you know, Marxist oriented. Uh, uh, belief that's now come down through you know, critical race theory and, and wokeism. Um, I'm, at least I'm hoping that. Uh, and, and I think I've got enough evidence of that just in conversation with friends of mine that are Democrats, that, that they don't believe this stuff. Um, and I don't think most Democrats believe that anybody should be canceled for a, for a, a commercial that is, was an, an innocuous as that was. And, and, uh, and really only expressed American values. Not only was the commercial innocuous, because I've seen it, it was also accurate. I mean, the reality is yes. that there, there, is a, there is a special place of hatred for this country that you find on the American left, and it is embodied and personified in many p- ways by people like Colin Kaepernick, who essentially you know, is, is saying, I don't like this country, I don't like what it stands for, it's oppressive, it treats br- black and brown people poorly, and all of those things are lies. So it's not as if there's anything that was you know, inaccurate in your ad. They just hate having it pointed out, as far as I'm concerned. And that's, that's well, that's right. I mean, and, and, and there is racism out there, but there are individuals, there are individuals both on the right and on the left um there's there's uh you know there's as many african-american racists as there are white racists and and uh and frankly i don't know one of them uh, but or I, may, I may see them on tv or <laughs> or listen to them on the radio yeah they're well but, they're there uh, they're out there and they're very vocal I, and they're and they're also yeah. sadly that mike they're they're in our classrooms. I don't mean the actual African Americans. Yeah, uh, I agree. What I mean is, in in the promotion of critical race theory, it is promoting those who are dividing by way of race, those who are pr- right. uh, promoting anti-white racism by t- saying that all white people are racist at their core. It's in their DNA. They they bear the shame and the sins of their you know ancient ancestors, uh, and so on and so forth. So so those people really are perpetuating perpetuating and advancing racism. For for the purpose of dividing the races, and that, quite frankly, I think is just it's 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 uh, destructive. I, I'm looking it, for a stronger word than destructive, but it's divisive. destructive for our country. But, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's no more divisive uh, attack than, than calling somebody a, a racist, and and they know that. And uh, and frankly, I think they need to be treated with the same kind of uh, medicine they're dishing out to us, because they're the racists. And uh, so you know, what response you do you that, have, Mike? Yeah. What response do you have for the Attorney General of the United States, who, as you know last week, said that parents who are going to school board meetings and complaining about what you and I just did, which is, you know, talking about critical race theory, those who are complaining about critical race theory, leftist indoctrination, gender uh, uh, sexuality and gender sex theory, and all of these kinds of things, that parents who go there and complain to school boards too loudly should be investigated by the F. B I. How do you respond to that? Un, un, well, unbelievable. First of all, it's not a federal uh, unless they actually are terrorists. The Fed, the Fed shouldn't be involved at all. Uh, they have no jurisdiction in that area, and 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 it's all part of the leftist narrative, Bob. Um, anybody that isn't a Democrat is theoretically a white supremacist and a uh, 
and a terrorist, even if they're African-American. And I can tell you there is a massive shift going on with African-Americans moving to the Republican Party. And, and I think at some point the Democrats are going to realize that because they just can't you know, sell their story to everybody because those people are just too smart. And uh, and they're figuring it out. And you know, it, I think I think if there is systemic racism, it's it's literally how Democrats hold power. There's systemic racism in every city where Democrats run the city. Um, you know, let's they they're the ones that have hired and fired every policeman that has assaulted uh, or or used uh, you know un, unjust uh, oppression or, or violence against black people. Those those are all policemen that they had. Uh, the ability to to pair out of that police force long before any of those incidents happen, and they don't do it. Um, and our school system is another product of, of of leftist Democrats. They've destroyed our inner city schools throughout the country. Uh, I call that systemic racism. And and I think you know the Democrats are very good at projection. They claim that the right is is doing a lot of things when they're actually doing a lot more of it and have been doing it for a long time. And, and we need to start calling them out on this narrative. The, every narrative the Democrats have is false. Agree. Uh, literally, literally all of them. And, they, and the reason they're false is because they're literally manufactured. I mean, they have they have writers, yep. for goodness sakes, behind the scenes literally scripting clock. these things. Yeah, yeah. exactly That's right. right. Two, two more quickies, Mike, because we're short on time here. It's 1051, but I want to sure. get off of these social justice things for a moment in the racial battles and ask you about do, uh, dollars and cents. You all, you see very closely what's happening right now. There are two Democrat holdouts, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, in whom we have to place a lot of faith right now in order to stop this extraordinary... Uh, uh, you know, uh, spendathon that the Democrats want to go on, a, a, a to almost a two trillion dollar um, infrastructure bill, and then a three point five trillion dollars, which, according to most economists, when you actually add it all up, is more like five point five trillion dollars uh, in Green New Deal, you know, starter kit uh, uh, causes. Um, yes. What, what if you're in the United States Senate? How do you combat this from uh, from the from the Democrats? Well, you know, as you know, I think you know this about me, Bob. I studied economics, I taught economics. Uh, uh, I can throw every book I ever used out the window, uh, given what's going on with, with uh, the left's push to spend money. Uh, this country's broke. Uh, you cannot continue to spend money at this kind of a clip. It's, it's, a, move, it's, it's, it's a move towards socialism. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. The more government gets, gets involved, the less freedoms we have. Uh, you know, the more they regulate things, the less freedoms we have. And that is their uh, mo. Uh, let's let's constrain everybody. And, and you, you saw it with Terry McAuliffe saying that uh, the parents shouldn't be involved in their children's education. It it's state control of everything in our lives. And hopefully the American people will wake up. And hopefully they're going to wake up in this upcoming twenty two election because it's a very important election year. Well, no question and, about uh, that. And, and then the last thing, Mike, because, um, again, we're short on time here, is let's talk about future elections and how they will be impacted by millions and millions and millions of new illegal immigrants being welcomed into this country, encouraged to come to this country, and eventually given voting rights in this country if the left has its way. Well, the operative issue is whether they should be given voting rights. And I can tell you, I personally believe that nobody that comes to this country illegally should ever have a path to citizenship 
And, and I believe that because we don't have a nation if we don't follow our laws. You, can, you, you, you know, the Democrats look the other way when it's in their best interest. Uh, you know, and, and we cannot allow people to have a path becoming citizens in the United States uh, if they came here illegally. And I will, if I get to the U.S. Senate, that will be the philosophy that I will uh, espouse and, and with you know, adamantly. And, and I think a lot of good Americans believe that. You can't just allow people to come into this country uh, illegally and, and all of a sudden be voters. Um, by their very coming to this country the way they did, they're they're rejecting our our nation of laws. Right, it can't exactly. happen. And and what frustrates me the most, Mike, and I'm sure it does you too, is that people who think that if we are anti illegal immigration, that it's because of the skin color of the people who generally are the ones crossing that border illegally. If they were, if there were two hundred thousand white Nordic Swedes, and and uh, you know, yeah. uh, if they were coming across the border, I would be saying the same thing. Apply to I come would here legally. I would do, it has nothing to do with the race or ethnicity of the people. It has to do with the legality of the people, right? Exactly. That's, exactly. That's... And you know, Bob, I've seen numbers anywhere from one hundred and fifty million. 750 million people that would drop everything they're doing in whatever country they live in and move to this country. Oh, yeah. And now they know they can't. <laughs> and, that's I mean, right. I and think that's we're just the, seeing the beginnings yeah. of this invasion. That's the reality <laughs> is they've almost been given the green light to do so now, uh, and which is that's why right. we are facing what we are. Mike Gibbons, candidate for the United States Senate in the Republican primary. Mike, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Great talking to you, Bob. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back. Free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Well, that is going to do it for uh, this Monday edition. We don't have time for calls here uh, before the uh, top of the hour. But I do want to say thanks to Mike Gibbons. I do want to say thanks to um, uh, Jim Jordan, who are my two guests today. And I want to re- remind you, um, take the message I shared with you from Michael Knowles in the first half hour of the program about Columbus Day. Take that with you today. Take that, listen to it, download the podcast at whkradio.com. It's a Prager University video done by Michael Knowles that really puts into context and perspective everything uh, as far as the reasons why we celebrate Columbus Day and not Indigenous Peoples Day um, that the woke Americans are trying to push upon us. Take that with you and share it with other people so that they know the truth. Let's not let revisionist history become actual history. Thanks to John. Thanks to Marcy who ran our show today. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow with Chris and Al on AM 1420. The answer. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.